Hello and welcome to all you folks out there in cast country. You're listening to the Kitchen Sink Podcast. It's the show about everything and nothing. I'm your host, Memphis T-Bone Dotson, and I'm the illegitimate son of a Louisiana voodoo woman named Miss Cleo, but my friends usually call me Just Chad. Well, welcome back, everybody. I have in the studio with me yet again some fan favorites. These guys have been picking up some traction on our recent episodes. With me tonight, of course, are Mr. Josh Heyman and Cody Richards, and we are going to be discussing disturbing facts that are going to ruin our childhood. You know, there's all these things that we grow up thinking or watching or talking about, and we think that they're light and cute and cuddly and innocent. And then you discover that there are dark stories behind them, and they make you want to cry inside and do things like never, ever, ever watch the land before time ever again, because now that you know this disturbing fact, there's no way you could ever watch it without wanting to throw up in your mouth every five seconds. So on that note, let's kick things off. So tonight what we're going to have is just disturbing facts from our childhood that are just going to ruin the innocence of everything that we loved growing up. So Josh, I'm throwing it to you first. Now, I don't know what these guys are going to say. Now, something you need to know about, about Josh and Cody is they're, they're wild men. So I just said, listen, I want you to come in tonight loaded with things that are going to blow my mind. Uh, maybe make me a little bit sick and question everything that I thought I ever knew about life and everything in it. So Josh, kick us off. We're going to go around the table sharing disturbing facts. All right, so uh, this one comes from uh, the movie uh, The Lion King. Um, maybe never occurred to anybody that the uh, Lion King, there weren't a lot of males. There was actually only two male lions. There was Mufasa, and then there was his brother. So Simba uh, and Nalia, or Nala, whatever her Naha, name is. Uh-huh. Nala, yeah, they're either part siblings like half siblings or cousins yeah. oh. <laughs> no. so they keep the family close oh. yeah, 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 yeah. man it's a total smurfette situation <laughs> <laughs> oh oh man man smurf that dude <laughs> nice oh oh my goodness oh i hope oh if we don't remind me i've got another lion king where i think maybe you might have shared this uh, lion you did Oh, oh boy. Okay, but yeah, Lion King. Oh, dude, they're related. Oh man, it was bad enough watching Mufasa die in 4K. Let alone now when I go back to watch that with my children. <clears throat> Which, by the way, when you watch The Lion King as an adult, it's like a super, super, super short movie. Uh-huh. Like the the mm-hmm. the uh, cartoon one. Yeah. I watched it the other day, and I'm like. This is short, and it feels like there's a lot of plot and story missing, and yet I thought it was like a perfect movie when I was a kid, but yet it's just full of holes and doesn't really flow that well when you watch it as an adult. So, I read something somewhere about the Lion King and how the like the animals in that kingdom, none of them would would really eat uh, meat except for the lions. So, like when Mufasa dies, where does his body go? Later on, you see Scar holding a lion's skull. So you're 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 led to believe that did did Scar oh, yeah. eat Mufasa after he died? Oh my gosh, <laughs> that's the one. That's the one yeah. I was thinking. So it's, it's, oh, and and Zazu, he's in a cage made of Mufasa. Yeah, he's yeah. he's in he's in Mufasa's ribs. Yeah. So so 
So when you're in there <laughs> watching the Lion King, just remember that's Mufasa. He's that's sitting Mufasa. there. Oh, that's the worst, man. <laughs> yeah. Free. I love the Lion King so much. I mean, love it so much. I think I told this story when I was on the Cheaper Than Therapy podcast. But um, uh, when I found out that the Lion King was going to be playing on an IMAX in Columbus, my wife and I drove the two hours to the north side of Columbus to a, an area we weren't familiar with to go to an IMAX and watch the Lion King. And I wept, literally wow. wept watching the introduction to the whole thing. And when they come up and the Lion King hits the screen and that big drum, you know, oh. plows down and then the lights come up. My, my wife, a hundred percent judged me and looked at me. She's like, are you crying right now? And I was You're like, crying. listen, I would be too. The like, Lion King's my favorite Disney movie. Like, you know what? You can't judge my heart in this moment right now. <laughs> Don't judge me. Because it's I'm not just crying because of what's happening. I'm crying because I know what's coming and it's going to be awful and beautiful at the same time. So, yeah, man. All right, Cody, what do you got? All right. Well, it's funny that you mentioned the Land Before Time in oh, your intro because nah. my first my first fact is Land Before Time. Oh. It was actually one of my favorite cartoon movies besides The Lion King growing up. And it has a character in it, a little tiny dinosaur, really cute, named Ducky. And it's a really, really sad thing that happened to Ducky. She was 10 years old. The actress, uh, Judith Barcy, I think her name was. Uh, she was abused by her father, physically and mentally abused, uh, both her and her mother. And he threatened to kill them. And then on July 1988, he shot his wife and daughter before killing himself. It was... Uh, the Land Before Time was released a few months after this tragedy happened. Wow. That's really messed up. And really sad. <laughs> now you won't watch The Land Before Time the same. Yeah, yeah. thanks, dude. Poor oh. Ducky. Yeah. Shot his 10-year-old daughter. Yeah. Killed his family, killed himself. And Land Before Time. Wasn't that girl... And something else, too? Uh, she was Anne-Marie in All Dogs Go to Heaven. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> no? How appropriate. <laughs> it's not funny. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm a terrible person. Oh, oh my gosh. All Dogs Go to Heaven. Oh, mm. <laughs> Just, it's, the, mm -mm. It's, it's like a prophecy. I don't... Mm -mm. <laughs> Oh, Oof. nope. That's mm. oh, that one hurt. That one, yeah. That one yeah. kicked. Okay. Oh, all right. My, mine. I don't know. These are terrible things that we're laughing at, but I can't. I find this one not because. Okay. <laughs> Apparently, when they were planning, when they were planning the Challenger space mission, which of course everyone knows, the Challenger yeah. it blew up. Now. I, you guys, you guys probably weren't, were you alive when Challenger exploded? I think it was. I have no idea. What year was it? Like maybe mid 80s, 86, 87. Yes, I was somehow. not alive. Uh, <laughs> well, I, I, if I remember right, I think I was in fourth grade. And like every kid across the country, man, they shut everything down. And during the 80s, especially 70s and 80s, like NASA had this agenda, like we're going to be space travel, space flight is going to become super, super common. And so 
Uh, they made a great documentary about the Challenger mission and about all the fears and concerns that people had about sending Challenger up because there were problems with the production and there were tests that were failing and stuff. So I remember watching the Challenger explode, I think, while I was at school. And, you know, of course, the teacher's, like, rushing around, like, turning the TV off. So it was a terrible, terrible, terrible event. And, uh, but, but, (laughs) oh, no. Hmm. Apparently... At some point, they were trying to send Big Bird up (laughs) in the Challenger space mission. (laughs) Oh, my God. So can you just imagine? Let's let's rewrite history for just a hot second. There they are. There's all the pictures. They're they're showing inside the cockpit of the Challenger, and there's Big Bird in a freaking space helmet. (laughs) Just kids everywhere. You know, on NBC, they're like, look, Big Bird's going into space. Look how safe space travel is for everyone. And you're just going up, and then you see an explosion and just a hail of yellow feathers falling from the sky. That would be worse than the time I watched a a grown man tell a kid he was carrying a rabbit out of the woods and he looked at some kids and he said, well, Bugs Bunny's not going to be on TV tomorrow, kids. Imagine the episode of Sesame Street after. Like if you thought the episode was bad when they talked about Mr. Hooper dying, like. I just just imagine Snuffleupagus watching that go up and just, you see a tear. Oh, bird. I think I peed my pants. Listen, the Challenger exploding was one of the worst things that I've ever witnessed in my life. And I like, I bawled like a baby. Oh, no, watch the documentary. I'm not making fun of the Challenger blowing up, I swear. <laughs> Just imagine a big bird in Challenger. Oh, okay. All right, that's it. If, if, if anybody's still listening, Josh is up next. <laughs> oh, okay. Holber. So... <laughs> okay, you know the movie E.T. I'm, I'm assuming you're familiar with that one. Oh, boy, here we go. Okay, so you know the scene where um, E.T. is like drunk, apparently. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. He's walking through the kitchen. Well, that uh, particular scene was played by a 12-year-old boy that was born without legs. Oh. And he's walking around on his hands. Like, that's an actual That's an actual kid inside that costume. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Did not know that. Oh, my God. <laughs> kind of blew my mind a little bit. <laughs> like, like, is that insensitive? Like, how do you, how do you motivate that kid? Like, like, what's my motivation, Mr. Spielberg? Um, don't uh, use your legs. I don't know. Come over here and drink this clear liquid from this glass and don't tell mommy. (laughs) (laughs) They're over there probably telling jokes like, it's funny because he doesn't have any legs, you know? (laughs) Oh, gosh. That's not okay. Oh, my goodness. Oh, okay. Cody, (laughs) what do you got? Well, speaking of not okay, uh, y'all know the Wizard of Oz. Oh, yeah. Popular, uh, Popular story. Uh, the director of Wizard of Oz, Victor Fleming, was apparently a Nazi sympathizer, and he hated the British. <laughs> oh my God. And not only that, reportedly during filming, 
Judy Garland was giggling during a scene with the Cowardly Lion, and he just straight up slapped her. (laughs) (laughs) He was just not having it. We don't play around on our set. He's he's like looking at a piece of celery. He's like, I could slap this or I could slap (laughs) Judy Garland. (laughs) I'm just training for the championships, baby. Giggle one more time. We've come full circle. We talked about slapping on the last episode, and we're right back to you know they chalked their neck too. You know, you're saying, and and, you know if if Judy Garland just would have chalked her neck a little bit, she'd probably she could have taken it. Just fine. It's funny that you bring up the Wizard of Oz because I also have a Wizard of Oz one as well. You know, everybody looks at old Auntie M. Uh, the actress that played Auntie M was a woman named Clara Blandick. And she suffered from really debilitating arthritis. Uh, so much so that she decided at the age of 85 that she had had enough. And she uh, committed suicide by overdosing on sleeping pills. Ooh. She then, just to make sure she did the job... She put a bag over her head and then left a note that said, and I quote, I'm now about to make the great adventure. I cannot endure this agonizing pain any longer. It is all over my body. I pray the Lord, my soul to take. Amen. There's no place like home. She didn't write that. No, that's not. <laughs> but wow. it stopped at amen. She, but, yeah. and, and, and what does it say about me? That when I read that for the first time, all I thought was, she got to sign that. There's no place like home. There's no place, <laughs> like, home. No place like home. I'm just thinking, you know, she's 85. What she had left, like a week anyways? <laughs> <laughs> she just waited. She got impatient. I, I guess. <laughs> you imagine how painful with arthritis it was to write that note in? <laughs> <laughs> no wonder she did it at the end. Of, okay, that's too far. <laughs> Images you just put in my head of an old woman with like you know she had like pigeon flip or uh, p- penguin flippers at the end, just like, trying to hold a pen between two flippers, just trying to write that note. It's like it's like I, nobody's gonna be able to read that one. Let me start over. Just, oh, Lord. Oh. oh man. Okay, Josh. Think Judy Garland found her. I was like, Andy, I'm <laughs> <laughs> oh. Man, I'll take you to the wizard. <laughs> you can fix this. <laughs> oh, oh. He'll bring you new hands. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, on that note. <laughs> <laughs> I'm oh. sorry that I can't stop. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, go ahead and give us another one, Josh. <laughs> uh, I'm a contacts are blurry. I can't read it. Oh. Oh. Okay, so um, another popular movie, Jurassic Park. The uh, part where the raptors are like communicating back and forth with each other. Yeah. The sound that they're making, they used a couple of different sounds, but the one that stuck out to me was uh, it was the sound of a mating turtles <laughs> 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 
So there's that. Oh, uh, okay, now Cody, have you never? I've heard the sound of uh, turtles making sweet, sweet love, and I didn't think it sounded like a raptor. Well, it was the co- combination of like three different things, but uh, I don't, I didn't uh, write down the other two because they weren't don't they that just interesting. Go like, ah. <laughs> but now you're gonna be listening. For me. I am. I'm gonna think that every time I watch Jurassic Park. Like it sounds a little like a seagull, but that's not. <laughs> Nope, that's not what it is. That's a, that's basically their version of Barry White. That's what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I, I'll never forget the first time someone showed me a YouTube video of that, and I'm I'm. <laughs> was it the turtle with the shoe? I can't. The remember. turtle humping the shoe was one of the funniest things I've ever seen. I've not seen that. He's trying so hard, he's going ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh my goodness! Oh, gosh. oh boy, guys, I'm I'm hurting myself over here. <laughs> oh, okay, Cody, <laughs> what, okay. what do you got? I have one more small uh, Wizard of Oz fact. Oh, go for it. Okay, so they were trying really hard to make everything look as real as possible. The costume designer, when working on the Cowardly Lion, made the costume out of real lion skin, and the wig and mane were made out of human hair. So the costume director was Hannibal Lecter or something? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh man. Imagine putting that on. Like how that would feel like just knowing this just come off of an animal. It's probably in the back somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys know the movie Milo and Otis? Uh-huh. Okay. Milo and Otis, beloved film. This fact actually gives me a lot of joy because cats are one of my mortal enemies. Uh, <laughs> so, hi. Well, I'm allergic to cats for one. And <clears throat> when I was a child, uh, I had a, we had a cat and I named it Buttons because when we very first had the cat, he fit in the palm of your hand. And I think I said something like, oh, he's small like a button. We should call him Buttons. And so we called him Buttons. And this cat was a murdering psychopath <clears throat> and he he looked like if you've ever seen the original pet cemetery not the newer one <clears throat> but the original pet cemetery my cat looked like the cat from the original pet cemetery so terrifying terrifying mm-hmm. you terrifying. like one night this is no joke to this day i don't know how this happened i watched an episode uh from a tv show <clears throat> called tales from the crypt Oh yeah. I don't know if you guys yeah, Crypt. And in this episode of Tales from the Crypt, a uh, a woman, I think it was, was living with a cat. And the cat eventually <clears throat> like I don't know if she died or what happened, but the cat started eating his way into her body, Ugh. like through her mouth and like just kind of ate his way down through her neck and like started eating her intestines and stuff and then eventually like made his way out through the stomach or whatever and i was like i watched that episode and i was so freaked out by it that i didn't want my cat to be anywhere near me i don't blame you so i went to bed that night shut my door locked my door (laughs) which i my mom and dad always told you're not allowed to lock your door never ever lock your door what if the cat knew how to open doors exactly exactly I mean, I know they've got kind of like, you know, sort of like soft, you know, hands, but I mean, what if they, I so mean, if a snake could do it, right? If <laughs> a snake could, like an anaconda, that's right. Um, <laughs> full circle again. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so I locked my door that night and I wake up the following day 
and I roll over and my cat is in bed with me. How do you make it in? I don't know. To this day, I don't know how my cat made it inside my room. Should have got rid of it after that. He, I mean, the reasonable side of me says, Chad, he was already in there. You just didn't know it. You locked him in you there. You locked was, yourself in there with your the parents monster. couldn't help you because the door was <laughs> I locked, locked myself. <laughs> and when I turned over and looked at my cat, he was he was just like everything in his eyes said, I just wish you would, just one time. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, and the only person that this cat liked was uh was my dad. And my dad would get him by the face. And he would like drag him around the linoleum, just slide him by his wow. face, and then just whip him across the room. Yeah, cats love that. And my and my cat, he loved <laughs> loved that. And he'd come back over to my dad and like look, like stick his face <laughs> do it again, out. Do it again. Do it again. Do it again. <laughs> and my cat was was br- as brain damaged as they come. I watched him <laughs> fight another cat in the neighborhood one night, and it was like one of the most gangster things I've ever seen in my life. He got this cat running in circles. And then all of a sudden he leapt up onto a nearby post and the cat stopped and he couldn't figure out where my cat had gone. And I watched my cat start to walk away and like down the post and look back at this cat and this cat on the ground recognized the scent was moving away. And so he started to track along the, uh, the fence line, but he didn't see my cat above him just walking him down this, this, this fence. And, and they finally got to the end of the fence and my cat just kind of perched on the edge of the fence and, and the cat realized that the scent stopped moving and looked up and saw my cat and was just like, I'm out. And, and he just ran away. My cat didn't have to do anything else. Like, okay, uh, it was like, everything on that cat's face said, that was some voodoo right there. Like, I don't even know what just happened. I just know I'm leaving. It's your territory. Yeah, I'm out of here. <clears throat> my cat, uh, he, he would bring home baby rabbits all the time. And, and it was, <laughs> it's not funny, but the baby rabbit would sit there and every time the baby rabbit would try to move, my cat would take his front right paw and just whap, just, just like Judy Garland did on the face, man. Just whap, just keep keep that thing in line, man. Slap fighting cat. Oh, and and when we would try to go and uh, and like get the cat away from the bunny, the 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 sound that that, that would make would just be this like like I heard Joe Rogan make the sound. I can't even make the sound. He was like, he was just like scratching and clawing at us. He would attack people that came to the house. This cat was a certified psychopath and he could also uh, uh, go through doors apparently. So that's why I hate cats. And on that note in the movie, Milo and Otis, apparently, you know, they always say no animals were harmed in the filming of this movie. Well, in Milo and Otis reportedly up to 20 cats were killed during the filming of Milo and Otis. And apparently there's a scene where a cat falls off a cliff and falls into some water and it, it tries to, to yeah. get out, but it keeps falling back in, in the water. Uh, and I guess the, the cat, they couldn't get the cat back out. <laughs> wow. So that was the part that they actually filmed was that cat's last. I think moments. so. They're, they're like, you know what? If we stop it short, uh, we'll just get a cat that looks like him. Like we'll just paint his tail like Mr. Jinx, you know, and we'll just, <laughs> nobody will ever be the wiser. Wow. <laughs> Up to 20 cats killed in the yeah, filming of Milo. That's hardcore. <laughs> Oh man! That's what Chad watches every night before he goes to bed. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right, Josh. What else? You got? Okay, my final one here. <clears throat> so Flipper was uh, pretty depressed because you know he was 
kind of a show animal mm-hmm. and he was kind of isolated. And um, so what he did was <laughs> apparently uh, Flipper killed himself or killed herself, whatever Flipper was. I, I guess it was, it was a female uh, Flipper. But uh, <laughs> it says that um, he swam into the arms of uh, O'Berry, took one last breath and allowed herself to drown. Wow. How do you drown a fish? (laughs) (laughs) They're literally always in the water. I know. terrible <laughs> <laughs> oh boy all right well that brings us to the end of josh <laughs> i've only got a few more as well so cody what else you got there but <laughs> okay have you all seen harry and the hendersons oh yeah oh man listen as a bigfoot enthusiast right. I- i'm telling you harry and the hendersons was it's a great yeah. movie it's a it's yeah. a great movie even to great. this day it's a yes. great movie the actor who who played Bigfoot, uh, Kevin Peter Hall, he's also known for the Alien and Predator. Yeah, dude. Um, this is a pretty dark one, just a heads up. But Ooh, the actor who, who played him while filming the movie, Harry and the Hendersons, was involved in a serious car accident, rushed to the hospital for a blood transfusion, and unfortunately, the blood that they gave him was tainted with HIV. So no. he contracted AIDS during the filming of Harry and the Hendersons, and then shortly after developed pneumonia and died in 1991. Oh my god! <laughs> Why didn't they check that blood when it was donated? Or did whatever? they get like Monday morning Vegas blood or something? <laughs> like, gee whiz! But now you'll watch Harry and the Hendersons and think Bigfoot got AIDS. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Bigfoot got AIDS. <laughs> That's why we can't find him. That's why we can't. <laughs> Who knew? Who <laughs> knew? <laughs> oh man, I love I love Harry and the Hendersons. Yeah. And listen, we're we're I'm I gotta make some phone calls yet, but I want to do a nighttime podcast in the Hawking Hills, uh, which. <clears throat> For those of you listeners who don't know, we live in southeastern Ohio, and there is uh, a, like a big state park near us where they have an area called Old Man's Cave, and there's all these features that oh, you yeah. can go to and whatnot. <clears throat> well, I want to go to the one where it's like, I think it might be just called Overhang Rock or something like that, where there's a big like overhang where you can go underneath and you can sit on like a kind of a beach type area. I want to see if we can go in there at night and record a sort of like a squatch cast, if you will. Uh, that would be awesome. <laughs> Interesting. And I don't even care who all's there, but part of it will be me going out into the nearby woods and knocking on trees and doing Sasquatch calls. <laughs> <laughs> like the, like the mountain men. Oh, it'll be amazing. Talking about why, why Bigfoot. I mean, my wife, she looked at me recently and said, now be honest. You don't, this, like, this isn't, you're not serious, right? Like you don't really think Bigfoot's real. Bigfoot's real. Of course Bigfoot's real. <laughs> He's out there. And I just looked at her and I'm like, "Listen, 
If Oompa Loompas can watch us at night, so can Bigfoot. So can Bigfoot. <laughs> Did you look at her and be like, you don't think he's real? I, know. I, was, I was almost like, do you even know me? <laughs> we got to sit down and reevaluate some things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, if we can, I don't know what it would take to get permission to go in there after dark. But uh, I'm sure there's probably some paperwork and some waivers and whatnot that we'd fill just out. Just walk in. Just I walk mean, in. Just do it. You know, ask for forgiveness rather yeah. than permission, baby. So, yeah. but yeah, the the Squatch cast is going to be like everybody wants to be involved. I have yeah, to. I want it on this. There'll be there'll be microphones <laughs> everywhere, and we're just be like, you know what? I don't even know who's on the show tonight, guys. We're all just here to, to we're gonna we're gonna listen to Chad do Squatch calls in the woods, <laughs> and and he's gonna go out there and knock and beat on things, and he's gonna come back in sweaty and excited because he's in the <laughs> wild doing squatch calls and um <laughs> typical tuesday evening just typical tuesday evening oh, it's gonna be chain. off the chain man <laughs> oh man speaking of off the chain oj simpson okay so oj simpson, simpson. here's a, an interesting factoid uh, apparently oj simpson was nearly the terminator what yeah <laughs> oj simpson was almost the terminator but James Cameron took one look at the juice and he thought, man, you know what? The juice, he's just too pleasant. He's too pleasant. <laughs> he's I could too just pleasant. never, nice I could guy. just never imagine him as a murderous, like psychopath <laughs> type of guy. He would never man. hurt anybody. He would never do anything. Such a sweet guy. Yeah. <laughs> today, today, Jameth sends me this picture and it's a picture of uh, OJ and Nicole Simpson. And uh, in front of OJ, it says the Delta variant. And then in front of Nicole, it says my fall plans. <laughs> and I was like, oh, no, no, it's not okay. Kill that woman. <laughs> the glove fit. The glove, the glove don't fit, man. You must have quit. <laughs> like, like they gave. They gave OJ a shot to plump his hand up. Like, that's what he couldn't do. It's like, look, the juice. He's got too much juice. He can't get it in there. <laughs> but, yeah, can you imagine that if 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 the juice had been the Terminator? Yeah. yeah. They could, uh, they could, the, the tagline for the movie could be, the juice is loose. <laughs> the juice is loose, baby. <laughs> the juice is loose. The juice is loose. I would like to just... Just briefly visit that alternate reality and just just watch the juice be the Terminator. I got two more. All right, Cody, what do you get? Give me another one. Okay, okay. So, one of the Red Rangers from the Power Rangers, his name was Ricardo Medina Jr. He was moonlighting as a male stripper. Oh, and he got into an argument with his roommate, and fatally stabbed him with a sword. The Red Ranger stabbed his roommate with a sword. What? What? <laughs> I wonder where he got the sword. I don't know. <laughs> hey, you've got the Thundercat sword at your house, Josh. That's right. <laughs> like, this is no joke. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I walk into Josh's house one day, and what is sitting on his kitchen table but the Thundercat's sword, on, like amazing. a life-size Thundercat sword on a mantle, and I'm watching everybody else in the house just walk by it. Like, it's not one of the greatest things I've ever seen. And me and Josh are just looking at it. It's like, please tell me just daily, you say the thing. You just, <laughs> by the power of Grayskull. <laughs> Thundercats, oh! Thundercats, oh! Oh, I got them mixed up, didn't I? Yeah. Hey, oh, that that uh, sword actually came from Tina Bean's husband. Tina Bean's yeah. husband, baby. Yeah, yeah sorry. I didn't read. Continue. Oh, it's all good. Um, so, Medina, he claimed it was self-defense. 
pleaded guilty to manslaughter and was sentenced to six years in prison. Whoa. Red Ranger stabs his roommate with a sword, goes to prison. Wow. I mean, for starters, who keeps a sword just laying around sharp enough that you could kill somebody with it? I mean, I have a sword, but it's not any danger to anybody. Usually not sharp. Nope. I mean, your Thundercat sword, sadly, not not sharp. sharp. We need to rectify that. I'm like afraid to touch it with a... Like a grinder or a sanding belt, though, because I'm like, I don't want to ruin it. Like, I want to take it to a real bladesmith and be like, can you please sharpen the Thundercat sword yeah. for us? And he's probably going to be like, you probably plan to kill people. Uh, like, you, you are you the Red Power Ranger right now? Like, I mean, that's like one of the best self-defense items you could have. Oh, yeah. Just someone breaks in, you just wave that thing around. They're like, I'm out. This guy's crazy. It's like... Yeah, Chad, I thought you were going to say I'm afraid to touch it because you were afraid of absorbing the power yeah. of something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, this this is just a little known fact. This is not a disturbing fact, but about the Predator. Mm-hmm. So that, that guy that you were talking about that, that became the Predator. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I guess originally uh, the, the alien in that movie was Jean-Claude Van Damme. What? Really? Did you guys know this? No. Yeah. That you have to look it up. <clears throat> Jean Claude Van Damme, Predator. He's walking around in like this pink suit. And he come, I guess he complained so much on set and was always trying to interject his ideas. And he was like, you know, maybe I could do a split in this movie. You know what I mean? You know, he's, and they're like, Jean Claude, no, we need you to be, you know. And he's like, I'm blood sport for life, you know. And so, I, but I don't know if he really had been in a movie yet. Um, but they, they, he was trying to break into Hollywood. And I think it was before all the big uh, string of movies that he had there that were popular. Um, but yeah, originally, Jean-Claude Van Damme was supposed to be the predator. But when they were watching the dailies, not only did the pink suit look ridiculous, which of course they were going to do something with it in post-production, I think. But they it were just like... if they hadn't. Yeah. But, <laughs> yeah. But, but basically, they were just like, this looks too small and not intimidating next to Arnold Schwarzenegger, you know? So, uh, <laughs> so like, well, you know, he's kind of irritating everybody anyway. And who is Jean-Claude Van Damme? We don't care. And they, like, pitched wow. him out. And, like, he, he almost could have been out of Hollywood forever because he upset Schwarzenegger, you know? He made the Terminator mad. And uh, that could have been the end of it, man. But fortunately, he went on to have a, a glorious career with tons of yeah. great bad movies. Kicking down palm trees and stuff. Oh, man. <laughs> oh. Ooh, good old kickboxer. Oh. All right. So, well, okay. Here, I got two more for me. Um, there are so many about The Wizard of Oz. I, I just mm-hmm. saw another one I had written down for The Wizard of Oz. I'm like, no, nah, I'm not going to share that. Um, but I do like this one. Uh, a, a movie that I thought was genuinely terrifying when I was a kid was the movie Poltergeist. Oh yeah, Poltergeist is so good. It literally made me not want to watch television. Of course, the one of the dist- disturbing facts about that is the little girl that plays Carol Ann, she died, I think, either while filming or shortly after filming wrapped on Poltergeist 3, and she was still wow. really young, like contracted like some kind of mysterious disease. And of course the rumor mill ran around, you know, that maybe this is something had to do with the occult or whatever, but uh, that's not my disturbing fact. In the original uh, Poltergeist, there's a scene towards the end where uh, the the woman who plays uh, the mom, her name, the actress's name is Jo Beth Williams. She's in this pool in the backyard that they're digging up, but the pool's not complete. It's just the hole. So, and they find that, of course, they've built their house on like an Indian burial ground or oh, something like that. <laughs> so, so she's in this pool. And these dead bodies start coming up, but they're like, uh, um, you know, they're just skeletons, basically. 
I, I, I guess that instead of using fake skeletons, they decided to use real skeletons, but they didn't tell the actress <laughs> that they were real skeletons until after they had got what they needed from the shot. <laughs> I think it would have been better if they'd been like, Hey Joe, while you're in that pool, by the way, yeah. <laughs> Imagine the reaction. <laughs> it's so real. This is Carl. And <laughs> And apparently, Carl, uh, like long walks on the beach. <laughs> but uh, yeah, but then the, this was also part of what started. They, they were like the, what, what became known as the poltergeist curse. They were like, oh, you guys put real dead bodies in a movie. And you can't, that's what, that. you can't be doing that. And that's what started the curse. And oh, that's what killed that little girl in Poltergeist 3. <laughs> so, so yeah, man. Thinking back on it now, I'm like yeah, those those skeletons looked really real in the in the movie, and <clears throat> yeah, that's because they are <laughs> they are real. <laughs> they're 100 percent real. Wow, oh, man. All right, you got any more, Cody? I'm tapped out. All right, well then I'll end us up with this one because um, well I'll, I'll give us two brief ones here to close us out, and you guys might have heard this one, but did you know that Matthew Broderick, Mister Ferris Bueller himself. He accidentally killed two women in a car crash in Northern Ireland in 1987. Mm -hmm. He's talked about it, like on talk shows and stuff. You know, he's talked about, um, um, it, but it's amazing how many famous people, especially famous actors, have they've they've killed someone, <laughs> yeah. and I mean, it's often by accident, you know. But uh, yeah, Ferris Bueller. Dang. Ferris Bueller yeah. killed somebody. He killed somebody. Killed two somebody's, and uh, I'm sure. That's probably where all of his Ferris Bueller's Day Off money went. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Here we go. And then to, to bring us full circle, let's go back to the Lion King. So for all of you Lion King lovers out there, you have to think about the fact that the Lion King, uh, when it came out, which I don't remember exactly when it came out, somewhere in the 90s, right? 94, I think. <clears throat> so if the average lifespan of a lion in the wild is 15 years, then that would mean that Simba, who we all know and love, would have died in 2009, probably. So, yeah, in real life, Simba, he's not alive anymore. <clears throat> That's sad. That's that makes me sad. Yeah. Him and his wife, sister, sister, wife, cousin. <laughs> yeah, sister, wife, whatever she is, it's, 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 a, it's kind of a, a, it's a weird... Um, creepy thing. Um, so yeah, that is just a, a small smattering of, of disturbing facts. And you know, I, I read another one that just comes to mind uh, now that speaking of this kind of weird, uh, you know, cousin relationship thing, this one's even weirder. You all know the Disney film Pocahontas, right? Mm -hmm. Disney really loves like weird and awful. And in the movie Pocahontas, right? John Smith shows up. And there's the grown woman, Pocahontas, and she's beautiful, singing about the colors of the wind and all that happy oh, jazz. Yeah. And they meet, and they're like, oh, love. We love each other, and we want to be together forever. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and uh, in real life, uh, when it actually happened, John Smith was uh, 28 years old, uh, and Pocahontas was the ripe old age of 10. What? <clears throat> yeah. 
So Pocahontas is a lie. Yeah. Pocahontas is a complete lie. That's gross. <laughs> and then not only that, Pocahontas was, I think, kind of taken into captivity then later. And I think in her late teens, maybe 16, 17 years old, she was taken to England mm-hmm. and uh, she died not long after yeah, she... Like 21. Yeah, 21. She died in England. So, so yeah, Pocahontas gives, gives people hope. And you know what, God, everybody, this is why facts are important. They're important because we watch this movie and we think, oh, how beautiful. And now we understand history. No, in real life, it's really just an old man with a creepy little girl. And it's it's basically just the original sex trafficking case. I mean, yeah, that's what Pocahontas is. It's trying to pretty up. This is just sex trafficking is all this is. You know, and, it's, and Pocahontas is at the center of this whole conflict. Wow. And so, yeah, yeah, Disney, y'all need to learn something, you know, because it, that's not okay. That's not okay. Child trafficking is never okay. And John Smith was 28 years old and Pocahontas was 10 and Simba is dead today. And apparently Walt Disney was also a terrible human being. So we got to have a whole separate episode to even delve into the depths of how awful Pocahontas was or how, no Pocahontas, how awful Walt Disney was. But Disney was a terrible guy. He was a terrible guy, but unfortunately that's going to have to wait to another magical episode of the Kitchen Sink Podcast. Don't worry, folks. There are plenty more things that we will be back to ruin your childhood with in the future. So tonight, lay your head down and have sweet, sweet dreams of dead Simbas and Sazus living inside of Mufasa's ribcage. Moment of silence. And amen.